joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. And thank you for having a desire to be your best at work and helping your organization achieve success. This podcast focuses on tactical actions to improve workplace culture. And these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. I've asked Dale Shaver, Director of Waukesha County Department of Parks and Land Use on the show today to hear about the steps he has taken to lead his team during the coronavirus outbreak. Dale and members of his team have presented their outstanding results at conferences over the last several years. They are role model for a government department in providing service to customers in an engaged workplace. Dale, thank you for being on our show today. I'm excited to have you with us today and to, to join with our audience. Thank you for being here. Oh, honored to be here. Great. So we'll start with our first question. I uh, know your time is valuable and the hard work that you all are doing. So just really appreciate a moment of, for you to spend time telling our audience and helping our audience know some of the strategies you've used with your team. So as you look at your leadership team supported by that, that supported the Waukesha County Department of Parks and land use. And as you've made that transition from the current state to what we've all done in working in that new state to address the COVID-19 conditions. Now, I, I know you are extremely proud of the transition work by your team. Can you walk through the, the processes your team applied to make this successful launch? Love to hear it, Dale. Yeah, I, last night in anticipation of our meeting this morning, Janet, I was reflecting on the last week and a half and I would say without a doubt, our county organization would not have been able to make this transition into a new operating state if we hadn't put a priority on customer service and caring about our employee engagement numbers over the years. Uh, specifically, that if our staff were not accustomed to being asked regularly for their opinion on how to do things better and truly feeling empowered to make those changes, this process would not have gone nearly as smoothly. Based from a procedure standpoint or a tactic standpoint, we started initially or immediately with the COVID-19 outbreak, defining how we were gonna to communicate to our organization. Uh, we started with what does success look like? And so we set a goal for our team that we were gonna provide a safe environment for our team and our customers consistent with the Center for Disease Control guidelines within a 48-hour period. Wow. By setting that objective for our staff, each department or division could go back and work with their teams to put together a detailed action plan to accomplish that objective in that timeline. We, then are, we are then using a cascading communication model where every day our leadership team convenes about nine o'clock every morning for a incident debriefing across all departments from there, each department then works with their leadership, department leadership team, where we will talk through uh, those essential updates, cascading that down, what are, what's working well inside our particular departments, what needs to be done differently, and then forecasting out what are those emerging issues within the last 24 to 48 hours, using more of that huddle concept. And then each division manager will actually communicate with their team through a variety of techniques. I have staff that have begun to deploy video conferencing in different mediums, just to simple email. And the feedback we're getting from our staff is that they really appreciate the clarity and the consistency of our messaging. I think what resonated 
to me is I've received a couple of texts from team members uh, literally in the last few days that they trust that they will receive the daily briefing on the timely topics and, and actions that are taking place. We'd say one of the other tactics that was very important to us is we pooled our public information subject matter experts from several departments into a single team so that we could develop consistent and timely messaging outside the traditional silos of department service. We send them to emergency management training regularly as a team so they function really well as a team. They are responsible for not only targeting messages to healthcare right now, the providers, but to businesses and the general public. They maintain our, our public-facing content, but probably more importantly to our organization, they have set up an internal-facing website where our staff can regularly go and monitor changes in policy, status updates, et cetera. That has been vital. Breaking down those silos instantly by bringing a public information team together has been invaluable for us. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think, you know, just, uh, um, I know you, I love what you're doing with the tactics because this is going to be so helpful to people and um, just want you to continue with that and just want to make a note, you know, kind of interesting of what you, what you've done. Yesterday, our webinar was on two things, Dale. It was on daily huddles and how to really build connections with your team and alignment through those daily huddles. And the second was doing more touch points with those rounding questions. And what I really like what you've talked about is as well is you've, you're using the concept of those rounding questions as you're communicating, right? What's working well? What are the barriers? What's getting in your way? How do we help? And how do we move out there? So it's such a great example of how you can take those those just touch point daily huddles and the concept of rounding and really begin to deploy that in various ways to build those touch points with people and also build that alignment. That's, you know, so far, that's what I'm taking away from the couple of things that you've talked about in terms of tactics. Am I hearing that right? Yes. And Janet, I think it's even deeper on rounding for us because we've been deploying that tactic for uh, probably close to a year and a half to two years now across our county departments. And what I really like about it now in a, in a crisis is that they are very positive-based questions. It's so easy for staff to get caught up into uh, what's going on with the crisis and the the numbers that are escalating with positive cases and confirmed cases. And by being asked regularly what's working well, what can we do differently, it just keeps driving the mindset of our employees to keep focusing forward, keep focusing on the successes. And I think that rounding has set the stage for that just to continue probably the most important time for government. Yeah, ab absolutely. And uh, I love, you know, just love that because it's, it's, it's all what I've learned, Dale, over the last couple of weeks, you know, it's, it's, as the structure is important and the structure helps build that momentum and that those, the round, the approaches like rounding really help us build positivity and momentum and keep people moving for a common purpose. So, you know, just really, I, I agree. I said kind of the same thing yesterday. We need to do more rounding than, than we have ever before, you know, cause that is, that touch point is what keeps the forward movement and keeps us going. So, you know, just wanted to, wanted to highlight that. Didn't want to get in the, in the way of your train of thought, but there are probably other things that you've done as well that, so I didn't want to interrupt that. Anything else to offer in terms of the tactical things that you, you're doing? Or did you, you hit those highlights pretty well? 
You know, those are the highlights. The cascading is so important uh, and to do it on a daily basis. And, and I would even say not only on a daily basis, but the cadence of it, meaning that our staff know that they will have one thorough communication from me, for example, on a daily basis. Otherwise, there's just so many emails and you can really over communicate, I think, with volume mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to mindful content. And so our staff know that they will have, they do have questions. There, undoubtedly, there's an anxiousness, but that they can trust every day that that communication is going to come out and it's going to deliver to them what they need when they need it. Yeah, that's great. You know, so as we're talking about your people, you know, just in general, you know, how do they come together? I mean, you know, so we're talking about tactical things, but when we're looking at the culture that you've set, you know, what have you noticed about people coming together in this transition time? I would say certainly I tap into my reminder to be empathetic multiple times every day. I need to continue to remember that staff are anxious. Uh, They are anxious for their personal health. They are anxious for risk exposure to their family. But I would also say that what has been so empowering for me is to watch our staff focus first on making sure that we have the right communication systems in place uh, and workflows so that we could continue to be responsive to our customers. I've said to my team over the years, you can just feel a buzz inside of our organizations because of a lot of the, quite frankly, the things we've learned from your organization. Um, and customer service is for us a, is a team sport. Yeah. And that most of our team, despite the anxiousness, put others first. I would say from a people coming together standpoint, we now have staff that work in traditional business for my department, for example, that work in a traditional business or a licensing role or a public works role who have volunteered to support in health functions where they are literally calling individuals that have been exposed by a confirmed case, helping healthcare triage so that we know how to be effective in quarantine. And they volunteered because they understand that there's a bigger issue here. There's a priority. There's an urgency. And that continues to build our sense of team. We can put off some of our non-essential functions and divert our our teammates to those more pressing issues across the county at this time. Yeah, gosh. You know, Dale, you know, know the work that you do um, and, and just know some of your team members and, um, you know, just the, the impact and the connection that you all are making in the community with, with you, what you're doing to serve people and serve your customers is well beyond what I think, what your scope of duty and work is. So, you know, just, oh gosh, just, you know, congratulations to your team and, and um, just really heartfelt appreciation to, to what you all are doing. Extremely important there. And I would also share that uh, I'm finding our team to actively look for process improvement. And it's because we, we recognize that behavior outside of a crisis. They work to, they strive to provide over and above customer service quality, again, because we have a peer recognition program uh, that exemplifies those standards, again, outside of a crisis. 
And when you do that and you build your culture around that, Janet, it is amazing how that steps up in a crisis. Yeah. So yeah, it's something that you felt as you've worked, you know, worked with us over the years. But um, you know, that's what touched me with your first outreach is, and we've heard that from a number of our partners, Dale, is wow, you know, who knew, <laughs> who knew what we've been doing is is really going to have the greatest impact in ways that we never understood that in the work that we'd have to do today. And you know, that's the just just so significant for you know, for people, again, that we serve and for the value of the people within your organization and what they feel and the way they can contribute. Uh, you know, that's what living in a great society and a good world is all about. And it's just your, your, your work is so representative of that. So gosh, you know, just really, really can't say enough about the great work that you all are doing there. So just, you know, as you think about, uh, you were talking right, uh, right now about things that you've done that, attribute to your successes, you know, what, I know you've talked about a number of them. Is there anything else that you can think of from what you've done in the past couple of years that continue, you know, to help contribute to what you're working with today and your team's working with today? Yeah, I would say that um, because of our emergency management planning, that we made mindful decisions to move away from desktops over the years to laptops. So that just made that deployment so much easier. I would also say that from just a customer service convenience standpoint, we've pushed to become more digitally interact with our customers and that's really paid its face in the last week for us. I would also say what other uh, things we've done that contribute to the success, this is leadership and it starts at the top. We're just really fortunate to have a chief executive who trusts and empowers his leadership team. And probably more important, this is the conversation I had with uh, our county executive yesterday. He's created an environment for our staff to provide honest feedback. And that is, again, invaluable at a time like this. I, I just want to continue to emphasize culture, probably no truer than any time in government, culture before strategy. It is, it is exactly what plays out today. I would say also that um, you, we continue to make our best decisions with the information we have available. This is not the time to analysis paralysis. You have to, we have to make decisions. And I would say during the uncertainty of this outbreak, we communicated to our staff, we're going to share with you likely scenarios knowing full well that we may be spending time preparing for one of the scenarios that may not play out, but the other one that we prepared for does. And so there may be work products that we will have invested in in a 24-hour period that we will throw away, but we don't have the luxury of time. And to be able to communicate that to your team upfront and often gives them the comfort to know that it's okay. Yeah. Nice. But it gives them that, that glimpse into the future and future for us is 48 hours sometimes maybe right. maybe we have the three to five days but that just takes that pressure off of them that this could be wasted time and energy but it's okay right now yeah uh thanks for those uh, tips and recommendations you're going to help a lot of your colleagues across the country so we'll summarize today you i just have high regard and respect for you and your leadership so as we summarize our 
our episode today. You know, what advice do you leave us with today that could help your colleagues across the nation? A couple of real quick things. Be empathetic. If you're an organizational leader today, you have to be empathetic. Think about your employees. Think about the anxiousness of the public. We all have employees today that are now telecommuting in the same house as their spouse or their partner, and they are now more actively engaged in the education of their children than they ever been. Understand what that means and what that means to service delivery. If you're in a government role, be particularly mindful in helping businesses be successful. This economy needs them to survive. And as I said, a little bit earlier, just make your best decisions with the information you have. You will always be questioned. That's okay. And then I would say now is a great time to get started if you don't have it in place, defining with your team what customer success looks like, and maybe even more importantly today in this crisis, what does an engaged workforce look like? How are you going to measure it and how are you going to build that culture? Because that investment for us over the past few years is paying dividends literally hourly for us. Dale, thank you. Thank you so much for the conversation today, the advice that you've provided. You and your team are doing remarkable work. Our heartfelt appreciation goes out to you and your community. Uh, Thank you so much uh, for being with us today. So as you all think about what you've heard today, there are so many tips and guides and suggestions that Dale has provided for you. I would just ask you all, especially for those of you in in the government sector or those who can definitely transfer from what Dale has talked about, just continue to listen to this episode again and again and jot down those one or two things you can go out and do tomorrow to begin to help your communities. Dale's provided invaluable recommendations to, to all of us and we can all learn from him. So before we go, just wanted to to let you all know, you know, we're still planning to host What's Right in Education. This year, it's our annual leadership conference on July 28th and 29th. And you'll hear from leaders like Dale at our conference, and I'm sure we'll continue to share stories and hopefully we'll be at that place, you know, where we're on the other side of what we're dealing with now. We'll take time to celebrate, learn, and have fun together. If you're interested, you can find updates and featured speakers on studereducation.com slash events. We hope you'll think about joining us so that we can continue to learn and share together. To all of you out there and in appreciation to Dale, thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast and make sure you're subscribed for new episodes. I look forward to connecting with you next week as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Thank you all.